I want to, I'm not going to be on here long. I just want to answer a couple questions that were sent to me. Um, and if you guys got questions about anything, my email is techg. Let me type it in the chat. Um, give me one second. My email is techgclass at gmail.com. All right. So that is where I can be located in case you guys got questions, concerns about anything that you feel like you need some guidance on or whatever the case may be. But uh, speaking of guidance, so I want to talk about this question here. Somebody sent me. All right. So this person named uh, Fish Sticks. Shout out to Fish Sticks 6976. So Fish Sticks says, do you recommend getting into tech for job security, even though you may not like it? Then he says, also, is Udemy a good source to get basic level certifications? Thanks. So let's go ahead and address the first question. Do you recommend getting into tech for job security, even though you may not like it? So let me answer this question. So when it comes to me, Tech G, right? I'll be honest with you guys. I am not the biggest tech enthusiast in the world. Although some of y'all who watch my channel, you might be led to believe that I am. Truthfully, I'm not. I'm more of an arts and crafts type of dude. Like if I had my way of going out there, making a bunch of money, living my best life, doing whatever I wanted to do, however I wanted to do it, I would probably be doing photography, right? I got introduced to a photography class uh, when I was like seven or eight years old at some summer camp. And I kind of been in love with photography ever since, right? I got a whole bunch of cameras in my house. I've got a whole bunch of photography books. I've taken, I even had a photography business one about, about like 10, 12, 13 years ago. But um, one of the things that I learned was I can take pretty good pictures. Like I'm, I'm really good at taking pictures, but I was kind of horrible at the business side of photography. And so I just came to realize that Photography was just more of a passion as opposed to something that I could do to make money. So how does that relate to everything that I want to talk about real quick tonight? So basically, my philosophy is, especially when I'm talking to younger people who are just getting their life started, <clears throat> unless you have like some extraordinary talent, I'm talking about some undeniable, extraordinary talent that is easily recognizable. And people are willing to throw some money at you because of that talent. You know, uh, if, if you don't have that going on, it's probably in your best interest to pursue something that pays as opposed to trying to pursue something of passion. And so, oh, what is this? Give me a second. Oh, all right. <clears throat> and so what do I mean? So when it comes to getting into tech for job security, so all of you guys who are working in tech, or you're thinking about switching to a tech career or whatever the case may be, we all know that there is lots and lots of quote unquote job security in the IT world. Now, when I say job security, understand that nothing is guaranteed, meaning you're not going to get hired by one company and then there's a hundred percent guarantee that you'll be there for the rest of your life or until you retire from that company. There's always a chance that you can get fired, laid off or whatever the case may be. And then they'll just replace you with somebody else or at worst, they'll replace you with some type of AI or whatever the heck they got going on in the company. But 
what I am saying is this. If you're a young person, you're trying to get your life started. It's my firm belief that you should probably go after what pays as opposed to what you're passionate about. And like I said, this is this is built off the fact that unless you got like some LeBron James type of talent that people are just ready to throw money at. Most of us, we don't kind of we don't really fall into that category of having these extraordinary talents and abilities that everybody's just celebrating and ready to just throw money at. So if you're going to pick passions over money, those of you who choose to pursue passions, you know, there's a reason why they call them starving artists out there, right? There's a lot of artists who starve because they can't figure out how to monetize whatever it is that they're passionate about. And this just isn't about art. This is about all types of other areas of life. You might be uh, a fitness enthusiast. Like I know some people that are really into fitness, right? All they want to do is work out, get their bodies in shape, yada, yada, yada. And they would love to envision themselves doing this for a living, but most of them will never come up with the, the P90X and be like Tony Horton. And, and uh, what's, your, what's your man's name? Sean T., who does the insanity, you know, where they, where they sell millions of dollars worth of DVDs or subscriptions to where they can afford to live a life to where they're getting paid to do something that they, they love to do. Most people that I know that would only become some type of personal trainer or something like that, they're working at like a box gym. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do, but I'm just saying what they typically envision, how their lives are going to go off of physical fitness or whatever that they're into, the paychecks normally don't measure up. And so, when it comes to this whole IT thing, my thing is this. You don't have to love IT to get into it, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people that comes on the internet and proclaims that this is a, a sexy career field and all the girls or the guys or whatever you're into are just going to be throwing themselves at you and you're going to be viewed as the man or the woman just walking down the street. You know, you'll have some people like that. Most of the people that are probably that, that you do get that you do see get celebrated like that. They're probably a bunch of YouTubers with a lot of followers. Right. But the everyday average person, they're not going to be celebrated like that. Right. Most of y'all are going to get into tech because you want to increase your earning potential so that you can hopefully increase your overall lifestyle and create and add more options to your life. Right. So with the tech field as to whether or not um, somebody should get into this for job security, well, yeah, I think that this is a viable industry that you should pursue if you think you want some type of job security. And like I say, job security is not 100% guaranteed in anything that you do. But as far as tech is concerned and the way our overall economy is structured with everything relying on a tech infrastructure in some, some manner, uh, those of us who work in tech, like I said, you, you witnessed this happen during the, uh, the so-called pandemic from two or three years ago when everybody was getting laid off or they're still talking about laying people off today. Well, a lot of those of us who work in tech, a lot of us, we're not really shaking in our boots too, too much about whether or not we're going to be able to secure employment. Right. I know you guys seen in the news over the past couple months. Well, probably about six, seven months ago, it was heavy in the news. All these tech layoffs are taking place all over the place. And I did a video about this and I was explaining that. Within these tech companies, let's just go with Twitter, for instance, right? When Elon Musk took over Twitter and he started laying off a bunch of people. Well, a lot of people who work for Twitter, and like, like I don't have any insider information, but this is just based off of what I believe took place. A lot of the people who got laid off from those companies were not the actual tech workers, per se. These were people who worked at the company who did something else. It may have been some custodian type of people, 
HR people, marketing people, but the actual people who are responsible for writing up the code and the algorithms and designing the websites and, you know, maintaining the servers and the cybersecurity and all, all that stuff that goes into making Twitter what it is. I promise you a lot of those people didn't get laid off or if they did get laid off, a lot of those people were able to take those skills and transfer them over to another industry. Right. And so what I'm saying is, and shout out to uh, my man, S. Camacho. So this is why I tell young people to look at the annual income and the demand and choose a job from there and envision the salary you want and see what job aligns with that salary. Yeah. I tell young people, go out there, make as much money as you possibly can at a young age so that when you start getting into your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond, hopefully you can kind of pause and we're well, not necessarily pause, but you can kind of hit the chill button a little bit because you'll have hopefully so much money stacked up. And this is obviously assuming you got good health and good money management skills and all that other stuff. Right. But um, go out there and make as much money as you possibly can at a young age. And I.T. is one of these industries that can allow for you to do that coming straight out of high school with no college degree, so where you can enter the career field, get you a job paying 20, 30, 40, $50 an hour. I mean, you know, yeah, about $50 an hour in some cases, depending upon what you're doing in tech, obviously, to where you can cross the six-figure threshold within a matter of years or, you know, maybe, I always tell people, I try to be conservative when I talk about making six figures, because you, you got a lot of people out there, they love to sell you on the idea that you can go from working a minimum wage job to making six figures in like six months to a year working in tech. Now, I'm not going to say that that's 100% inaccurate. There are cases where that could be done. But me personally, I don't feel comfortable telling people that because I don't want to get people's hopes up. I always tell people conservatively, you can take somebody straight out of high school, 18 years old, has no life experiences. All they got is a high school diploma. And within about, by the time they're 21, if they do the things that I tell them to do, um, based off of how I learned IT, um, I tell them, yeah, you could be making, there's no reason why you shouldn't be making $100,000 a year, $100 plus $1,000 or more. Or if you're not there, you're almost right there. And this is without you going to college. This is just you learning the stuff that you got to learn for IT, getting your certifications and your skills up and going out there and getting jobs. And that doesn't mean that you just have to, take the first job and work it for the next 20, 30 years. Matter of fact, there's a guy that um, I dealt with about, I want to say two, coming up on two years now, he started off, didn't know anything about IT other than how to use his iPhone to watch YouTube videos. We're coming up about 18 to 24 months later. He went from probably working, probably making about 11, $12 an hour. He's probably making close to $85,000 a year now working in tech. A plus, net plus, security plus. I think he went and got his CCNA. Or if it wasn't his CCNA, I think he went and got his um, his pen test or some, some cybersecurity cert. And he's put himself into positions. And, you know, while he was doing all that, he worked a job here for a few months. Contract expired. He went and did a different job. Contract expired. He jumped to a different job. And now he's uh, out in the West, uh, somewhere in the Western part of the United States, working on a military base out there, getting paid like $85,000, $90,000 a year. But like I said, you rewind the clock about 18 to 24 months ago, you know, he was working, you know, I think he was working at McDonald's. Like literally, I think he was literally working at McDonald's. You, you see what I'm saying? And this guy doesn't have a college degree or anything like that. 
Uh, shout out to everybody that popped up in here. Shout out to uh, Free Zone Lou, Earl, Jarrell, Dion was cracking. So, anyways, I just want to talk about this real quick. Let me put it back on the screen. So, do you recommend getting into tech for job security? Yes. I, I personally think. Now, look, there are all types of you can become a uh, mechanic. There's always going to be a need for mechanics out there. So as long as we have vehicles traveling up and down the highway system. Right. But um, I don't know anything about mechanics. So that's why I don't talk about it other than how to change tires and change oil. Other than that, I don't know anything about tinkering on cars like that. But when it comes to I.T., this is something I've been doing for 21 years now. Started in 2002 when I joined the Army. That's how I learned all this stuff. But um, I personally think, yeah, this is a great career for job security, because like I said earlier, you go work for big tech out in Silicon Valley or something like that. Uh, you're working at one of these fang companies, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Uh, that's what they call fang. And you mess around and get laid off. Well, your skill sets are easily transferable to another sector because the tech sector isn't the only sector that produces jobs in America. You know, you got the healthcare sector. As a matter of fact, my younger brother, he uh, recently just took a job offer to go work for a company based out of a state in the Northeast. Um, he's going to be doing remote work and he's going to be working in the healthcare field, working for basically working for a hospital, doing cybersecurity stuff for the hospital. But he lives all the way down here in Florida with me. But the company he works for is, is all the way up near like New York, is near New York or New Jersey or Philly or one of them areas up in there. And also he's getting like, uh, let me see. I think he told me his pay increase went up like $25,000 or something like that. And my brother's already making well over six figures. So now they're paying him an additional 25,000 or something. And he still gets to do remote work stay, you know, chilling at the house doing what he normally does, and, you know, which is great because him and his girl just had a brand new baby. So that's, that's a real bonus for him. But my brother, he doesn't have a college degree. As a matter of fact, my youngest brother, the one I'm talking about, he dropped out of college his freshman year back in like 2000, 2003 or four or something like that, whenever he was a freshman in college. And he never went back and finished his education, but he makes well over six figures working in tech. And he's been in the tech industry uh, probably for about 12, 13 years now or something like that. So anyways, I'm saying not to say there's an abundance of opportunity out there. And, you know, I, me personally, I just don't think that you should be basing career opportunities off of whether or not you like the job. Now, obviously, there should be some degree of you liking a certain job for you to work in it and do it. But I don't think you necessarily have to be totally in love with it. Like you should be in love with how much these these jobs can pay you because like i said unless you have like an extraordinary talent like you're lebron james or you're the you're, you're jay-z or you know you know you, you just name a random celebrity with an extraordinary talent whether they're a musician athlete or some freaking youtuber you're mr beast or something like that unless you got some ridiculously wild talent that people are raving over and can't get enough of you know I don't know if necessarily pursuing passions for most people is going to pay well. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pursue passions because outside of this YouTube thing and me working in tech, I got, like I say, I got an interest in photography. I love taking pictures. 
I love going around traveling, taking pictures. You know, I just I just love doing creative things with photography. But and, and that's a passion. But that passion doesn't translate well into money. And I got <laughs> I got a wife and two kids I got to take care of. You know what I'm saying? I got cars. I got how I got a house mortgage. You know, I got all these things going on to make our lifestyle comfortable. And my photography skills are nowhere near at the level that they should be in order for me to afford the current lifestyle that my tech job allows for me to afford. You understand what I'm saying? So shout out to uh, Ramil, who just got his IT cert, <laughs> even though he's not uh, pursuing tech. But anyways, I think that you should pursue things that make money, right? And tech is one of these things that can produce money for you. Pursuing passions for most people, if that's all you do, a lot of y'all are going to be broke. I'm not saying that for everybody, but a lot of y'all are going to be broke. I think you should find ways to get into a career field that can make you a lot of money, stack that money up so that hopefully later on you put yourself in a position where maybe you can invest into your passions at a higher level. Because now you got you don't have to worry about money as much. Now you can kind of trade your your time in or your money in for the time or whatever the case may be, and kind of you know probably pursue those things if that's what you want to do. But especially as a younger person, like I say, I got a son who's seventeen. Well, he'll be seventeen next month, so he'll be a senior. <clears throat> he'll be a senior in high school, and I got I got to constantly have these conversations with my own boy about what do you want to do with your life, and he always gives me some answer. That, that, that's kind of like on some passion type of stuff. So I got to sit here and tell my son, okay, son, uh, what, what is it? My son's into, uh, he's into playing video games, right? All kids are into video games. And so I tell my son, I'm like, all right, how could you make money with this? All he does is tell me, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> like that's his answer for everything. You know, I try to tell my, I'm trying to get my son to understand, like, listen, son, you know, you only got one year, one year of school left before you you are an official legal adult capable of, you know, being fully held responsible for your own decisions in life. Right. So I'm trying to get my own son in the tech, trying to explain, you know, it's kind of weird because I got all y'all kind of motivated to get into tech. But my old my oldest son who lives with me, he, he's like, it's a struggle to get him interested in this stuff. But I try to explain to my son, like, listen. All you got to do is go get these couple, get these certs right here before you graduate high school. I promise you, there will be a job paying you at least $40,000, $50,000 out the gate. Now, $40,000, $50,000, it doesn't sound like a lot to a person like me who's 43, 43 years old. But to an 18-year-old with no wife, no kids, no bills, that, that and probably going to be still living in my house. That's potentially a lot of money that he could do some things with. You understand what I'm saying? And so I'm trying to get my son to understand this aspect. Because, like I say, he's into riding his bike, skateboard, he does martial arts, and, and he plays video games. But none of that stuff really pays any money. <laughs> or it's not going to be a, 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 a income producer for him unless he becomes like a, a professional, a quote-unquote professional YouTuber. And he's playing video games and he's making money doing whatever these gamers, you know, I, you know whatever the heck they do to make money. I don't know. But even with that, from my understanding, there's a lot of stiff competition over in that area. But trying to get my son to understand it's like listen b we can get you close to this hundred thousand dollar year mark without college if he decides not to go to college before you're 21 that is an extremely realistic possibility and there will always be an abundance of opportunities available for you 
because you have this skill set. This is a skill set that is in demand for the 21st century. And as long as we have computers and electricity and everything is sitting on a database somewhere, um, there's always going to be a job for cybersecurity, networking, database, cloud. All these jobs are never going away. So you are going to always be in demand. And so, like I say, with my own, like the stuff I tell my own son, I would tell you all, go after the stuff that pays. I'm not telling you to totally dis put aside your passions because, you know, <laughs> we all got passions. But do, but is your passion that good to where it can pay you a lot of money? For most of us, it's going to be a no. So go after what pays. Stack the cheese up. Pay off your debts. Do whatever it is that you got to do with that money. So hopefully as you transition and start getting older, you can have uh, hopefully a lot more money stacked up. And you can hopefully, you know, take some of that money and quote unquote, buy some time back to where you can invest in other activities of your life that bring you joy. Because like I say, when it comes to tech, I'm not the biggest tech guy in the world. Right. I do it because it pays. I'm do it because I'm kind of good at it and it pays. <laughs> but that's not something I don't I don't wake up. I don't go to bed every night dreaming about computers and hard drives and networking and What's the latest certification going on out? Like that stuff doesn't personally move me to that degree. You understand what I'm saying? What does move me is when those paychecks come in and hit my bank account. And then I look at it like, ooh, that's a lot of money. I can go out here and get me a brand new car, which I did recently. I can go out here and do this. I can go out here and do this. I can do this. I can do that kind of motivates me. Now, if I was able to get that same motivating factor from my passion which is photography, right? I would probably be doing photography, but I haven't figured out how to monetize in the, like I say, I've been playing with cameras since I was like eight years old. I have yet to figure out how to make that thing into a viable business. If I could figure out how to take that camera and reproduce these doggone IT paychecks, y'all would probably know me as camera G on YouTube. <laughs> I'll be in here just giving you camera tutorials all day long. But that, that hasn't happened for me. And I'm not really trying to, you know, I, I'm so I'm not really trying to make it. I'm not, I'm not really focused on it like that anymore. But IT, job security, paychecks are nice. They could be big as hell or, you know, big as big as you want them to be for, within reason for the most part. But, yeah, I think I think job security is a, is a must with this as to why you should probably uh, uh, get it popping. So you can go ahead and get some of these big old paychecks, man. Uh, who else is up in here? What do you think about IT on the federal side versus contracting side? All right, so federal side is uh, if you can get up in there, <laughs> you got to get your security plus for most federal jobs. But um, if you can get up in there, you pretty much uh, locked into a job, man. Assuming you get a clearance, because more than likely, if you're going to do IT work for the federal government, you're going to have to have some type of clearance and you're going to have to have that, at least that security plus certification, which isn't hard to get. And once you get up in there, you in there now contracting, that's where you can make a bunch of money. Um, I seen it when I was overseas, when I deployed twice and you, you can even do it here stateside as well. It, it isn't just about contracting with the U S military over in a freaking combat zone, but um, you go get you a contract job. You can make a lot of money in a short amount of time and you're not really locked into working for one company. You can take your talents 
and move to the to the next highest bidder if you want. So there's a whole lot of flexibility with contract positions as opposed to just, you know, working a, a standard nine to five that, you know, you're working for, you know, you're hired there full time. But it just depends on what you want and what you want to do. Shout out to my man, PBO, Professor Black Ops in the building. He's another great YouTuber that has a lot of tech knowledge. Go subscribe to him. He'll get you uh, right out in the streets. It's difficult to break into the video game industry, not to mention studios have constant layoffs. Being a streamer has become oversaturated. Uh, I don't know about if being a streamer has become oversaturated. Well, then let me, let me pause because... I'm not a video gamer, so if we're talking about that in the sense of video gaming, I don't know. I don't play video games like that anymore. I, you know, that's just not what I'm into anymore. So, but I'm just talking about overall streaming and YouTubing in general. I think there's still an abundance of opportunity and money that can be made for those of y'all who figure out what niche you want to go into and how to build your audience and you know monetize it and all that stuff. Low stress and a great work-life balance. Uh, I guess that depends on, you know, what you're doing. I just passed the 1101 last week, studying for the 1102. I hope to take the 1102 in August 11th. I got a B, a B I C S I. What is a B I? What is that? I don't even know what that is. A B I C S I certification course. What is B I? You have to explain that to me. I don't know what that is. <clears throat> but shout out to you though I quit my government job uh, in an expensive city to make this happen long as you got a plan long as you got a plan <laughs> right uh, everybody's path is going to be different everybody does not have an identical plan um, long as you uh, got a plan and you uh, see it through to the best of your abilities you should be okay I'm going to start my master degree program in cybersecurity this fall. Do you think it's worth it? All right. So that was actually uh, another question I have. But let me let me finish answering this question here. So this person wants to know. Um, uh, la, 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 la. Oh, hold up. My bad. Low voltage. Oh, 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 OK. I know what you I know what you're talking about. So. When I was in the military, because I mean, the acronym looked familiar, but I wasn't exactly sure. Um, when I was in the military, they used to call it, um, we used to call them cable dogs back in the day. There were 25 Limas. That was, that, that was the actual MOS uh, designation, but they would take this class called, um, it was Big Something. And so when I saw the acronym Big, I was like, it looks like a military term I've seen. But now that you put it in this context, I think we're probably talking about the same thing. Um, and I wasn't, a, I was a 25 Bravo computer person, but we work, I work kind of close to some of the cable dogs. And so I, I was familiar with some of the lingo that they had. Um, yeah, you should be able to take that skill set and hopefully, uh, make it do what it do, man. Uh, anyways, let me get back to this. So hopefully I answered that question about job security. Um, it's, a, it's an abundance of job security out there. Go get your certifications. If the lane in it requires a cert, because there are certain lanes in tech that don't require certifications. Some require just degrees. Some don't even require degrees or cert. They just require skill sets. And what, what do you know? But uh, anyways, this person wants to know, is Udemy a good source to get basic level certs? All right, so 
there's an abundance of places you can go get education in IT. You got Udemy, you got Coursera, you got YouTube, you got tech colleges, you got, you got all types of stuff out there. Tech G is going to recommend you come to Tech G. <laughs> why? Because we're on my YouTube channel, so I'm always going to lean towards me first. But let me tell you why I'm, I'm putting myself over Udemy. And this is not the this is not to belittle any other instructor on Udemy because I actually know one guy who actually moves a lot of units on Udemy, right? But um, the thing that the, here's, here's the difference what you get from Udemy and what you get from me. Those who sign up with me to learn from me, these people have my direct email. They got my phone numbers. I do live sessions with these students, uh, you know, I was doing them twice a week. Now I'm doing them on an individual basis where they hit me up and then I actually sit there and help them. Basically, what I'm saying is you go sign up for Udemy. One of the things about Udemy is they like to sell things at very cheap prices. Like every time you look on Udemy, there's a sale for a class going for $10.99. Now, I'm not saying that that's good. I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm not saying anything, right? All I'm saying is, but when you do go sign up, um, you know, you're going to get access to whatever materials that you paid for, for however long that they allow you to have access to it. But based off my experience of using Udemy, you're not really going to get access to the teacher or the instructor. So if you got questions and you need somebody to break something down to you, Barney style in, in, in layman's terms, to, based off my experience, you don't really have direct access to those people. And, you know, it's understandable because some of these people in the Udemy classes have tens of thousands of students. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. You know, you can't, you have to be realistic here. Is a person really going to be able to give you that type of time if they got 10,000 other students that might be hitting them up? Those who come over here to me and sign up. So let me go ahead. It's free promo time. So let me find my YouTube channel. Give me a second here myself on youtube first so here i go those who like hey i want to come over here and learn from you so here, here's what you're going to get when you come with me so you guys go click on one of these doggone membership buttons over here or this join button you sign up for one of these wonderful memberships starting off at the beginner lessons you get access to all my a plus slideshows intermediate a plus net plus security plus and then eventually I'll be throwing other stuff in here as I see fit, right? That's what you get on YouTube. And then, you know, people email me and I try to answer questions when I can. I also have people that sign up to where they'll, they'll come over here and they'll get taught, they'll get taught by me one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And I'm saying one on one in quotations because I had I kind of recently had to change how I do this due to um, students having things going on in their lives to where they can't keep tr keep pace. And so I had to adjust how I do this. So basically what, what it is, I got students that I'm dealing with now that have been with me since January that I'm helping go through a plus net plus and security plus Twi twice a week. Two to, two, two to three times a week, we meet up. I go through and I explain everything to them, break it down to, to, to layman's terms as much as I can to help them make this thing make sense so they can go out there and successfully pass these tests. Well, what happened was people have lied. People have, these are grown people we're talking about here. 
They got activities going on. They got jobs. They got families. They got other, other obligations. So they can't really, some of them were kind of, they can't, some of them were having issues keeping up with the training schedule, right? Because me, I like to set train. I'm ex-military, so I like to set training schedules on this day. We're doing this, this, that, and the third. And that's that's kind of how I like to structure my life for the most part. It's my professional life. I like to know what's going on at what time so that when it's time to clock out or whatever, I can go do what I want to do. Right. Well, that was kind of a challenge because everybody got things going on. Now what I do is every I, I block off time in my schedule where people can book individual 90-minute to two-hour sessions with me. And I'll go through and dedicate, block off that time for them and sit down and work on them with where they currently are in the program to try to make sure that they're understanding this information. And the reason why I'm doing this is because you, the reason why I'm saying this is because when you go to Udemy, you're not going to get this on Udemy, right? You go sign up for Udemy, you know, they're going to get you the slides and that's it. You know, I, you know. I've, I've never had any, any instructor on Udemy reach out and contact me or say, hey, these are my quote unquote office hours. Get at me. But those that I personally teach that sign up through me to learn this stuff, you get the office hours. You get the extra TLC and the love and attention. And I'm going to work with you as long as it takes so that hopefully you can be successful at passing these certifications. Right. Because there, I, I have some students that are further along. They get the kind. They, they understand and comprehend the concept, the concepts quicker than others. And so I will be doing the others a uh, disservice by trying to drag them along with the ones who are already, you know, a little bit more, who understand the stuff a little bit better. So anyway, I'm saying all to say, you're not going to get that at Udemy. You're not going to get this, this one-on-one love and attention that uh, Tech G is going to give you. So when it comes to answering this question, I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't use Udemy. You use what you think is best for you. But me personally, I'm going to I'm going to say that you at least consider me first <laughs> and then because I'm, I'm going to help you get right out in these streets. Hopefully I answered that question. Uh, Fish sticks, sixty nine, seventy six. Now, let's get to the other question. Somebody asked me about a master's degree up in here. Um, so somebody let me find this other question. Here we go. So Brittany, she left this question. She says, I have a bachelor's in sociology and social science, but I'm trying to decide if I should get a bachelor's in cybersecurity or get a master's. A mentor in tech told me a master's would definitely help me look well in the eye of leadership. And then we got Ariana. Ariana says, I'm going to start my master's degree program in cybersecurity this fall. Do you think it's worth it? All right. So Tech G has a master's in IT. Information assurance is directly related to cybersecurity. I also have an MBA, right? Is a master's degree worth it? Well, it depends on what you plan on doing with it. And so what do I mean by that? You can get into tech, do cybersecurity jobs till your eyeballs pop out your head and don't have, have a college degree. All you got is some certifications and job experience. And that, that's, that's more than enough to get you over the six-figure threshold to where you can go out there and just live your best life. Based on my experience, and because I'm speaking from my personal experience, based on my personal experience, master degrees are not necessarily, you don't necessarily need them unless they are required to do a certain job or to qualify for a certain position. 
So let's just say I wanted to go work for a company and they wanted me to be the uh, CISO, the chief information security officer, the chief information officer, you know, some, somebody that the CTO, the chief technology officer, somebody, the, the head ranking IT person in that company or department. Chances are I would have to have some type of college education. If I want to become a professor at a college teaching cybersecurity, more than likely I'm going to have to have a master's in IT, if not some type of educational doctorate or a PhD or something like that. Um, if I want to be the person working at a job and I'm sitting there click clacking on a computer trying to prevent DDoS attacks and you know preventing hackers from hacking into the network, I don't. I might not necessarily have to have a bachelor's or a master's degree to do that. I might just have to have certain certifications combined with experience, and that might be enough for me to do the job. Now, this isn't applicable across the board, but what I tell people is, you know, everybody wants to get all these fancy degrees because we've been conditioned into thinking that we need them to be successful. That's not really true anymore. It was, uh, it was true when my parents were coming of age. It was even true to a certain extent when I was coming of age 20 years ago when I was in my 20s going for all these freaking degrees, right? Today's times is not really like that, especially as it concerns IT. Because here's the thing. My thing is, one, can you afford all these degrees? So I give the example of me. Now, I'm a unique I'm a unique case in this, and this is not going to be applicable to everybody. So with me, I went to college on a full scholarship. I went to Tuskegee University, majored in aerospace engineering on a full ride scholarship. I didn't pay one penny for college. Back then, college cost sixteen thousand dollars a year for my tuition for everything. I didn't pay one penny. Right. I joined the military. I got access to more educational benefits, i.e. my GI Bill. After I got out the military in 20, uh, what year I get out? 2015, I went back to college as a full-time student using my GI Bill. And I, that's when I went and got my master's in IT and my MBA. It took me like 18 months to get both those degrees. I was going full-time, right? But I used my GI Bill. I didn't have to pay a penny. And just if I had to pay for those degrees out of my pocket, it probably would have added, it probably would have cost me like $50,000, $60,000 just to get those two pieces of paper that are sitting in my other room right now. Um, did I need them for what I, what I do? Not necessarily, but being that it was given to me for quote unquote free, well, due to my time served in the military, I just took advantage of it because when I got out, I wasn't in a rush to go get a job after I got out the military. But um, so I'm saying you got to you got to wait. Can you can you afford getting a degree? Because there's a lot of people out there who are hoping and praying that the uh, the, the current administration wipes out some of their student debt. So I don't I don't want to see you fall into that category, uh, Brittany or or um, or uh, Ariana. Are, are you going <laughs> to, is the cost of that degree worth it at the end of the day, as it directly relates to what you want to do, right? If it is worth it, then go get it. If it's not, then, you know, I will possibly explore other options and avenues. 
Now, also, is it required? So does the job that you want to get, does it explicitly state that you have to have this degree? If it does and you really want to get that job, then you're going to have to find a way to get that degree. Whether you got to pay for it, take out student loans or best case, the company pays for it. That's always a good thing. You know, you work for the company, then they do some type of educational reimbursement deal. If that is that's great, then go ahead and pursue that path. But you need to figure out, is this, is, does this align with your career progression or not? Because if you want to work in cybersecurity, there just a, a, there's a plethora of jobs out there that don't necessarily require you to have to have a degree at all to do cybersecurity, if that's the lane in tech you want to go. And there are other lanes in IT that don't require you to have a degree as well. Um, I know like database developers, they don't really require degrees either. You, know, you just got to know how to freaking design a database and you in there, right? But um, so it just depends on what you want to do. And like I say, I always have these conversations at least once every four or five months, but I give the same standard answer over and over. Does this degree align with your professional goals? Meaning, do you have to have it because the particular job you want requires you to have it? If it does and you really want it, then you have to go get the degree. If the career field that you want to go into doesn't necessarily require it, but you can still get in there and make some decent money and have opportunity. You know, I don't know. I, I would, <laughs> I, I would seriously consider it or not. Now I'm not going to say that it's going to hurt you in terms of progression or, or not. I'm just saying it might possibly, it could possibly become a hindrance to you. If you got to pay for this thing out your own pocket, you don't have some type of scholarship or a company's not paying for it, or you got to, rich relative breaking you off some money to go to school and get this thing. So this isn't just a, a yes and no type of answer. It's uh, it depends on does this thing align with your personal goals and where you want to be uh, professionally? I hope that's a, hope that's a good enough answer. Cause I can't really go into depth about that anymore. That's right. Stack that paper, man, get the money. Okay. Oh yeah, twenty-five Lima. Yeah, yeah. You was a forty-two Alpha. That's forty-two. Those are supply people, right? If I'm not mistaken. What do you think about the AWS cloud, Amazon Web Services? So this is another popular cert that I see people on the YouTube's talking about. Go get the AWS cert. You'll be making a hundred thousand dollars a year. You got people that have been flipping burgers at McDonald's for the past ten years. And they think as soon as they pass this test, they're going to be making 100000 It's probably not going to happen for most of y'all. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get AWS because obviously if you want to go, if you want to do some type of cloud work, I think, I think Amazon, what they got like a 60% market share of all the cloud stuff out there. If I'm not mistaken, they're the biggest dogs on the block when it comes to cloud. So it'll probably be in your best interest to uh, start off with your AWS and then work your way up and get higher, higher or more specialized AWS certs that'll hopefully get you to the $100,000 salaries. But just think that you're going to get, what is it, your AWS cloud practitioner. I think that's what the actual entry-level AWS cert is. Um, just thinking that you're going to go get that, and I need some water, and you're going to make $100,000, you're going to get a, you're going to get a $100,000 a year job straight out the gate with just that AWS cert. 
I think a lot of y'all are living in la-la land. And here's what I want y'all to think about, right? Like I say, this is because I see this on, I see this conversation on YouTube a lot. So just think about this from a common sense perspective, right? You got somebody that's never worked in tech a day in their life, right? Never worked in tech a day in their life. They listen to somebody on YouTube tell them, hey, you go out here and get this AWS cert, you're going to be making $100,000 a year. Now, just think about this from the employer's perspective. You never worked tech a day in your life. You come into this interview, drop your resume on me, and all you got, you, you got AWS in big, bold letters, but you got nine, 10 plus years of doing something else that's not tech related. Me as the employer, do you really think I'm going to hire you and pay you $100,000 to work on my cloud infrastructure, knowing that all you got is an AWS practitioner cert? Do you really think that that's going to happen, right? It's more than likely not. I'm not saying that you might not get hired. You, you, you could possibly get hired with it, right? But I highly doubt you're going to go in there and so, with no, no background of IT experience whatsoever, but you got your AWS cert. I highly doubt anybody's going to be like, man, you got your AWS cert, no tech experience. Here's $100,000 a year. Go in there and make my cloud, my cloud architecture do what it's supposed to do. I highly doubt that that's going to happen. Here's the reality with AWS certs. This is a type of certification that is mostly geared towards people who already work in tech, already have some type of background working in tech. They're working in cybersecurity. They're working in networking. They're, you know, they're, hell, they even coming from the help desk. They already got some type of understanding of how IT is. And they want to add that cert to strengthen up their skill sets, right? That, that's who those certs are really designed for. Now, that's not to say that the average Joe Blow coming off the block can't get that cert and pass it because it's not it's not it's the practitioner AWS cert is not a complicated cert. Right. Although if you don't have any type of understanding of IT going into it, it, it could possibly be a little challenging for you. But it's really designed for people who already have a background in tech and they want to transition to a different lane in IT. Right. Because they already have, the, like I said, you, I don't care if you're starting off at the help desk, you're a networking dude working in a freaking knock or you're doing cybersecurity, working in a SOC, a security operations center or whatever the heck it is that you're doing. That's a cert that people normally add to their resume to the resume to enhance their skill set and make them more marketable in the tech field to where that person could possibly get offered the hundred thousand dollar a year job or get something very close to it because they're already coming from a background of working in tech. But the way YouTubers present it and market it, from what I see, they present it and market it as if anybody off the block can just, you just go get this one cert and these $100,000 a year jobs are just gonna fall into your lap because you went and got AWS uh, practitioner certified. That's not gonna happen for probably like 95, 99% of y'all. I'm just letting y'all know, you know, that's just, that's just not, this is not reality. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if you're gonna go get it, just just be under just 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 don't be under this 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 uh this disillusion. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But just don't don't be misled, TJ, to thinking that because I don't know what your background is, TJ. I don't know if you got an IT background or not, but we're just gonna assume that you don't. So under the assumption that you don't, don't think that you just go get AWS certified, the practitioner. And then these $100,000 a year jobs are going to open up for you. That's more than likely not is not what's going to happen for you. Nobody's going to pay you $100,000 a year to tinker on their system when you don't have any type of documented background of working in tech, but you got this cert. That's just probably not going to happen. Um, they, but they, they might still hire you, though, but, you know, they, they'll, they'll probably have you heavily supervised. <laughs> You'll be you'll be heavily supervised for like two years or something like that before they trust you to start messing with some stuff because you go around there and mess up some stuff. You might cause this company all types of headaches, put them out of business and all types of stuff. So we got we got to we got to be realistic here when we're chasing certs and, and, and listening to YouTubers who tell you about how much money you can make if you just get this cert. Yes, you can make that money. But oftentimes, a lot of that money is backed by years of documented experience. And I stress the word documented because some of y'all will be like, well, I built my grandma's computer network. I, I maintained the church's network and I built my, my pastor's computer and, and, you know, I did all this. And look, all of that's fine. You know, you're working on keeping grandma's Internet alive yeah, you're the, you're the quote unquote IT guy at your church, making sure your church is up to date with 21st century so that they can, you know, spread the good word to people who don't come to church because, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. But if you don't have any of that stuff documented, <laughs> you just go around there just telling people you did this. That's almost the equivalent of you uh, kind of not having experience. You got to have this stuff strongly documented. And not just in the lingo of I, I, I fixed my grandma's computer. You got you to make it, <laughs> you got to jazz it up a little bit better than that. Um, so anyways, that's my thoughts on that, man. Shout out to Professor BBO. I taught at a community college. You have to have a master's degree to teach. Yeah. So like I say, it just depends on what you want to do. So like I said, if you want to go into any type of teaching capacity with tech, tech college, university because look i was once trying to apply to be a, a, a college professor at a, at a university where i live at um my master's was enough for me to get the job interview but they highly want they they highly stressed to me that they wanted me to go back to school to get an educational doctorate uh doctorate which is basically uh it's the same thing as a phd it's just a specialized phd basically and i was like ah I don't think so. I think I'm done with school, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, I need, but I, I, I at least needed my master's just to qualify for the job interview. Suppose the degree is going to put you in debt. I want to ask you if this is something you really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. The, thank God for the GI bill. Woo, go army. <laughs> go army. Vet tech program can actually help vets with certs. Okay. 
Yeah, there's all types. Yeah, if you're a vet out there, um, ex-military, retired or whatever, ETS or whatever the case may be, there's an abundance of opportunities out there for you. I, listen, I don't have a list. My advice, go down to your local VA. There should be somebody at the local VA that can point you in the right direction. But there's a, there is an abundance of opportunities for vets out there to take advantage of so that you don't have to uh, foot the bill on a lot of these uh, costs for these certifications or, or like, like, let's just say you go enroll into your local community college or tech college or whatever. They might, they might have some type of program for vets to where you can tap into some of your benefits so that you don't have to come out of pocket. Um, so just, just look, just look for that stuff. Uh, helpful. So far, positions I looked at do ask for a degree. Also, my company is doing partial tuition. Uh, so reimbursement might as well take advantage, like you said. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing with a lot of these jobs, when you're out there hunting for a job in tech, you got to remember the people who write these job descriptions oftentimes are people that don't work in tech. These are people that work in HR departments. And they're looking for the per this is what the perfect candidate should have. And sometimes they'll list, oh, like I've seen, I've seen jobs posted on Indeed asking for a help desk job or posting for a help desk job, and they wanted you to have a four-year degree. I was like, I was like, what the hell? Like, what kind of what kind of job is this where you know you're over here plugging in printers and answering phones, but they want you to have a four-year degree? Basically. What it is is somebody who works in the HR department, they just Googled some crap and just or whatever and just copied and pasted it and put it on the freaking thing. Now, unfortunately, that's enough to scare away most people if you don't have a four-year degree and you really want to get this help desk job. That'll be enough to turn most people off. And, and that, that's probably why they, they now that I think about it, that's probably why they did it, just to uh, limit the amount of people that would apply for the job. But the reality is, um, like I say, a lot of these jobs, they're looking for the perfect candidate. My rule of thumb is I, I tell people, when you go look at an indie job or whatever job you're looking at, if you can do if you <laughs> if you can do like 50 percent of the stuff that they're asking for, or you at least meet 50 percent of the requirements, apply for the job anyway. Or another thing you can do, just go out there and, and look up. Look for that. Look for a similar job. 10, 10 other job postings uh, for, for that similar job. And if they let, let's just say you go look up help desk, right? You go find 10 jobs for 10 help desk jobs. You read through the job description. If all 10 of those jobs say you need to have a college degree, then there's a strong possibility you probably have to have a college degree. But if you come across the majority of those jobs, don't don't say anything about a college degree or whatever or some type of certain certification then you probably don't need that to apply for the job. That, that's kind of how, that's kind of what I tell people. Um, and, it, and it seemed to have worked so far. But if anybody else has any more experience in that, then feel free to chime in. Shout out to, before. oh, matter of fact, speaking of that, Before the Billions, he's another YouTuber who uh, I think he's an actual IT recruiter, if I'm not mistaken. So, he can probably before the billions, it might be the best person to actually answer that last question about what 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 do people actually look for? And are these job requirements, these job postings, how legit are they in terms of who actually wrote that thing? And do you need to have do you need to know every single thing in there to apply for the job? 
So before the billions is probably the perfect person to answer that question. TikTok is telling everyone you can make 100000 a year with just an AWS cert. Yeah. Look, because that's the type of stuff that gets the views. It gets the clicks. You know, you got all these people out here worried about they're going to lose their job because of the looming recession or whatever the heck was going on in the economy right now. Well, what's the easiest way to get somebody to click on your video, man? Just put in the title, make $100,000 a year with AWS. They go click on your video, your TikTok, your Instagram, YouTube video, and you don't get the view and the follow and all that stuff. But is that going to get you the job? <laughs> Probably not. If you don't have, if you don't have any uh, documented experience working in tech, you're probably not going to get the job. I mean, you might get the job, but you might not get the $100,000 salary. Uh, yeah, yeah. The GI Bill is heaven sent. I got my MBA in HR and an associates in IT off of it. Yeah, yeah. If you're in the military, take advantage. Listen, when I I got I got medically separated back in 2015 due to injuries from jumping out of planes and other crap. But anyways, I remember when I was getting medically separated, I would come across so many soldiers, especially after I got out, that just weren't taking advantage of their benefits. I'm just like. <laughs> why would you not take advantage of this free money that the, the government or quote unquote free money that the government is giving you saying that you can go to school, like use it. Just uh, make sure you pick something that, you know, is going to be a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. But y'all go sub the before the billions. Like I say, he's another YouTuber who got a lot of information. Like I say, I want to say he's an IT recruiter, if I'm not mistaken. But he he uh, he knows a lot about that stuff. I got four AWS certs. I did it for my cloud security knowledge GRC. But see, PBO, you've been working in tech for X amount. Of, matter of fact, you've been working in tech since the '90s. So it makes sense for you to get all that stuff because, you know, you're probably going to see some type of direct benefit when it comes to uh, income potential, income earnings, or Maybe you're getting to a new position. You know, maybe you can move up to a, the, the chief technology officer or something like that. I'm talking about somebody coming in fresh off the block and all they want to do is just load up on certifications because they watch some YouTuber tell them they're going to make $100,000 a year is, is unrealistic. And, but that's what a lot of people, they sell that idea. Uh, go get your Security Plus cert, uh, Malik. Um, if you want to work in cybersecurity, your security plus is actually your very first cybersecurity certification. If you want to go work for the federal government in any capacity doing tech, there's like a 99% chance they're going to require you to have a security plus certification. So, uh, go get your security plus cert, man. That's my recommendation to you. And you can get it. You can get it. You can go to tech G and you click on this join button right here and you click on this intermediate. I'm putting more lessons up in there for Security Plus right now. <laughs> so so I, I got you covered over there. And if you want some more high-speed training, as soon as I open this program back up, you come sign up with me, and I'll personally walk you down and teach you this stuff live over the Internet to ensure that you pass this stuff. You're not going to get that from Udemy. They're not going to take two hours out of their day to teach you one-on-one. -on -one. Tech G will. 
you got to pay for that. Shout out to my man, Super Sly 75 in the building. It's another YouTuber y'all need to go get in your life. Check the BLS. What is BLS? I don't even, look, y'all gotta y'all gotta stop with the acronyms. What's the BLS? What does that mean? My favorite job posts are entry level help desk position with three years experience. Yeah, you'll see jobs out there like that. Entry level help desk, fifteen dollars an average. You gotta have three. Well, how do you get the damn experience? <laughs> Unless you started doing this stuff in high school, like, how does that work? I'm a data engineer. I do work for a recruiting company. Oh, okay, my bad. I thought you was an actual tech recruiter. Well, he's, a, he's an actual data engineer. Let me, let me uh, get my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> but now, nah, y'all go support him. That brother's very intelligent. So, trying to get caught up. It's cap. I know PhDs who work with me and they had an entry level position like me and made less. Than six. Yeah, I know one guy who actually has a PhD who works. He, uh, matter of fact, he was a cop. He was a matter of fact, he was a was he a DEA agent? I don't know. He did something with busting people with drugs. Right. Anyways, he got shot one night and decided to put in his retirement paperwork from the police force. Anyways, he went back to school. He went all the way up to the PhD. He has a PhD in something. Anyways, by the time I met him, he was he was uh, he had just passed his security plus serve and started working at a hospital, doing some entry level stuff at a hospital. Now he loves what he does. He ain't getting shot at. He ain't got to worry about chasing drug dealers up and down the street anymore. But you know his PhD. I don't know if he paid for it or the police paid for. I, I don't know how any of that works, but. It seemed like, you know, he kind of wasted his time going to get that, even though he has the official title of doctor in front of his name, but he doesn't use it at all. He, you know, he, he does um, cybersecurity stuff for a hospital. So, but he's cool with that. He likes what he does now. So he, he doesn't have an issue with it. Yeah. Oh, the Bureau of Labelers. Oh, okay. Yeah, y'all be dropping these acronyms on. I'll be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what they what y'all talking about? What is BLM? I was like, oh, BLM. <laughs> BLS, what is that? Okay. Um, somebody said, is it easy to move up in cybersecurity? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think PBO said. He's been in cybersecurity for 15 years, super easy to move up. Security domain. Yeah, it's listen, it's a lot of opportunity in cybersecurity, man. Um, there, there's all types of opportunity for you to move up. Matter of fact, I always like to bring up my youngest brother. He's like the best example of this, right? Because this is somebody that I personally know and see almost every other day. But my youngest brother, when he started off in tech, so like I said, he dropped out of college his freshman year, his first semester of his freshman year. He was going to Emory Riddle, a college out in Daytona, out there partying, living the life, and failed out. Moved back in with my parents. He was, he was uh, working some odd jobs here and there for about six, seven years. Finally decided to get his mind right. Went and got an IT job, doing some help desk stuff. Matter of fact, I think his first IT job was a remote job from home. Or they they had a they they had, they had them set up in my 
They had to have my brother. I remember my brother. I came home to visit. I was in the army. I go into his room. He lived with my parents. He got like this giant freaking 60 inch television and they're playing his video games. They got his work computer right here. He, <laughs> he'd be sitting there playing his video games. I come in there and be like, hey, what up? He'd be like, oh, hold on. I got to check my job real quick. Click, 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 click. Then he get back to playing a bit. That's what he did. That was his first job. He was making like $35 an hour doing that. But anyways, he did that and he did something else. And he started working for this company. He was working there for about four or five years. And then he decided to make the transition into cybersecurity. Now, once he got into the cybersecurity, he got, he got, he got, um, basically he got hired within a different department for the same company. But here's the thing. When he got hired and he switched to cybersecurity within that company, his paycheck went up like $40,000 almost overnight from what he was, from what he was previously doing. All he did was go get, I don't, I, I know he went and got the security plus, or I think he got some other cert. I got to go ask him what he got, but his paycheck jumped almost $40,000 just from switching to cybersecurity within his own company to where now he's a part of the cybersecurity uh, team within his company. And now, like I say, he just got offered another job that I think he took and it's a remote job and the company is up in the Northeast somewhere and they're going to pay him like an extra 25,000 kind of essentially do the same job he was already doing, except he's working with a hospital, but he's doing remote work. He's still going to be living in Florida a matter of fact, he's working with uh, AWS, Azure, or not AWS, not, um, not Azure's Microsoft. He's going to be working with Microsoft Azure doing some stuff with their cloud, cyber cloud security stuff over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot going on. Data analytics and cybersecurity. Um, I guess that really depends on your interest. I don't, I'd have to... Data analytics, that's like one of those big fancy terms, man. All right, the science of analyzing raw data to make conclusions about information. So I guess you would have to be specific and kind of break it down a little bit more granular for me to understand exactly what you mean when you say data analytics. I mean, that, that's, that's a very big, that's like an umbrella term. Cybersecurity is like an umbrella term too. But you have to be a little bit more detailed as to what you mean with data analytics. How old was my brother? So my brother, he got into tech. My brother's 39. So he got into tech when he was about 28. Yeah, I want to say 27, 28 years old is when he got into tech. So he's been in tech for 11 or 12 years now. And he makes well over $100,000 $100, a year. Like, like he, he's, he's creeping up towards $200,000 a year. I'll put it that way. And he doesn't have a college degree. And he actually asked me about should he go get one. I was like, for what? <laughs> what you need a college degree for, man? I wouldn't. Not just keep on doing what I'm doing. So, anyways, uh, that's all I want to talk about. I was I'm on here way longer than I want to be on here, but hopefully I answered these questions. Like I said, if you guys got questions for me, here's my email, Tech G. Also, excuse me. If you haven't already, go join a membership. 
I put these videos up all the time. And look, I'm a one-man band operation. I know some of y'all ask me, man, why it take you so long? Listen, nobody helps me write these videos, edit these videos, record these videos, none of that stuff. I do all of this on my own. On my, I don't have a team. <laughs> I don't have anybody building thumbnails for me. I don't have an editor. I'm, I, I am the editor, thumbnail maker, script writer, producer, all that crap. It's just me. Matter of fact, I might need to try to hire my own son to get him to help out, but I do all this stuff, right? So A+, Net+, Security+, Plus. if you're brand new into IT and you don't know anything, I got a free video up here, my most popular video, 154,000 views, 10 hours of hot, pure fire, <laughs> or you can go through and watch the individual videos that I put together. And basically, I just took all these individual videos and put them into one big video. But this is where you can start. Oh, let me make this bigger. This is where you can start if you want to learn, if you don't know anything about IT whatsoever, you just want to kind of get a feeler for it, go watch this video for free. All you got to do is just suffer through a commercial every 30 minutes or something like that, and you're good to go. All right. If you feel like you know a little something, some start with your A plus 220, 1101. Here's your hardware and your software. And then I got network plus those the ones that are in red. I'm still building the courses out. But once I'm done, they'll be in black like the rest of them. But join one of these memberships, man. Get this in your life. Get access to all these videos. And you go through them at your own pace. Now, if you want some extra help, I sell study materials over here. All right. Quizzes, um, practice exams till your eyeballs pop out, notes, lectures. What else I got in here? Uh, labs from CompTIA. Um, I got to put the, the Network Plus and Security Plus stuff up there later. But for those y'all who really want to who really want to get busy with it, this is where I teach you one on one and help and walk you and, and hold your hand for as long as it takes and walk you through this stuff so that you become a plus net plus security plus certified and, and whatever the heck else we got going on up in there. All right. Um, this program is currently closed at the moment, but I will be opening it back up in a, hopefully in the next couple of weeks where I will be uh, taking, because you have to apply for this program. Now, I will let you know up front, I will let you know up front so that there is no confusion on this. For those of you who want me to teach you and hold your hand and give you the extra nitty gritty TLC love and attention, this is going to cost some money. Now, here's the thing about the money. This is going to cost a lot of money, but it's going to be way less than it would cost you to go to college or even go to a tech school or a community college. But I do want to, I do want you to understand up front, this will cost money. <laughs> so, but you will get your undivided, my un, you will get my undivided attention and I will hand, hold your hand through the entire process and do whatever I got to do to help you be successful, except for take the test for you. Meaning you get to ask me a thousand million questions I'll answer them one-on-one. -on -one. I'll explain things to you, to, to your, to your freaking, you know, ears fall off your head until you understand this crap. Um, that, that's what I do over here for people who are willing to pay for that. 
Um, you can go watch these little videos that I put up here on your own, where you kind of see me talking to some of my students and explaining to them a bunch of things that I don't talk about on YouTube. Um, because when I don't have time to be making videos explaining this stuff, there's just too much going on. But when it comes to this program, I do go through and explain a lot of the stuff. Um, but anyways, I'll be opening that program back up, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so. But you're going to have to apply for it. So it'll be like an application. You go through and apply. And um, if, I think you're, if I think you're a good fit for the program, I'll reach out and contact you. If I don't, I'll recommend you do something else that is probably more you know, of your speed which is either, you know, this or signing up for a membership. But I got something for everybody. It just depends on, you know, which is right for you. But like I say, you're not going to get this type of stuff at Udemy. That's the reason why I'm mentioning it, because somebody asked that question about Udemy. You know, you're not, you can go to Udemy. You can go, at the end of the day, here's the thing. You can go learn this stuff from whoever you think you need to learn it from. I'm not going to be the one to tell you that you should go learn from this person or you should only learn from me. Although I do think you should just learn from me or you should, I'm not going to do that because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to go take the test and pass it. I've already passed these tests, <laughs> so I don't have to take them no more. But so you have to do what's in your best interest. But if you do come mess with me and you do decide to sign up for my mentor, I'm not going to call it my my training program, I should say, and just understand that. You sign up with me and I'm going to teach you like you're sitting directly in front of me, you know, like, like you got all exclusive access to pick my 21 years of knowledge <laughs> to try to, to so that we can make this make sense for you so that you can go out there and be successful. You're not going to get that from you to me. That's no shade to them. That's just the truth. You're not going to get that. So that's just for y'all who are considering you to me or Coursera or some other program. Do what you got to do, but just understand that you're not going to get that that deep that 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 TLC that Tech Geo will give you. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense. All right. Uh, anyways, I'm about to jump. I'm about to uh, get up out of here. Um, let me read a couple more of these, and I'm going. Cybersecurity is such a broad field. Some in, someone interested in the field but don't know what to do should look at cybersecurity mind map because there are some non-technical jobs. Yeah. yeah, there are a bunch of I call them paper pusher jobs, but I'm, you know I don't mean paper pusher in a negative term. But you got some cybersecurity people they click clack they defend the network. Then you got cybersecurity people they write the policies for what companies can and can't do or how they're supposed to report the data, store the data, what happens if a breach happens, who are they supposed to report this to, yada, yada, yada. The, the quote-unquote paper pushers, but they're cybersecurity people as well. I passed my ITF two days ago. Thanks to some of your videos. Shout out to you, cool ganja. Congrats. Send me a copy of your certification, man. Class at Gmail. Like I say, you go to my you go to my YouTube channel, my community tab, like my man Xavier right here. Um, send me a copy of y'all certifications, man, so I can post y'all up here. If you use my stuff, whether you use it 100% or you use it in conjunction with something else, I don't care. But if I was involved in the process, send me a copy of your certification so I can, you know, shout you out and post it on the wall of fame over here. 
techgclass at gmail.com. One last question. How deep does 1102 going into using the actual command line? Not that deep. So you're going to, uh, let me find it. Um, so you're gonna let me there's a let me see there's a video that I actually did on this hold on I gotta find it where's it at oh right here <laughs> the second video so here here's the video right here uh. So basically, okay, so here's the thing, right? When you're going to sit down and take this A-plus test, they're not expecting you to be a subject matter expert on knowing how to navigate the command line interface, how to use PowerShell, or what do all these navigational commands mean? They just want you to be familiar with the stuff. So they, they might ask you a question on the test like, um, if you want to go from, from one directory to the previous directory, what command do you type? CD dot dot, CD or DIR or MD. And then you got to obviously select, oh, where'd it go? You're going to obviously select CD dot dot, change directories, what that stands for. That's kind of the extent of, the knowledge you have to have is being familiar with the command. You're not being tested. You're not going to necessarily be tested on. They're not going to give you a bunch of Linux style questions where you got to navigate. You just have to be familiar with the commands and just, I guess that's the best way to answer that question. You know, do you know what IP config does? You type this command in, what does it do? Well, for those of y'all who sign up for my, my uh, memberships, obviously, as you can see, I put all this stuff on the slideshows for you. I, I put all, I, I make this information readily available to you in, in plain English as much as I can. All right. But that, that's the whole point. Can, are you familiar with the command and what it does? Is essentially the extent of the knowledge you have to have to pass the A plus test, especially when it comes to the uh the command line stuff does that make sense i hope it does yes you can make over a hundred thousand dollars a year being a paper pusher grc governance risk and compliance how long should you study for network plus with five years experience at the hell desk <laughs> at the help desk i said the hell desk Look, if you got five years experience working in tech, you should be able to pass Network Plus in like two months. That's that or three months. That's my personal opinion. If you can, if you if you can afford to dedicate thirty minutes to an hour a day studying the Network Plus stuff, it shouldn't take you no longer than three months to pass that test. Especially at five years experience, you could probably do it faster than that. But that, that's assuming you have a decent understanding of um, basic IT stuff, like how the internet works, 
what's a switch, what's a router, how do they talk? <laughs> I mean, that's all the network plus is. You're not, you're not going into, you're not, you're not programming computer, you're not taking the CCNA, right? The CCNA is similar to the network plus, except the only real difference is you got to learn how to type in the commands and program up a router and a switch. Network Plus, they just want you to know, hey, there's a router, there's a switch. Uh, this is what a you know border gate, was it border gateway protocol? Like, do you recognize all these protocols? Do you know what the uh, the uh, what's it called? Give me a second. The OSI model is the TCP/IP stack. Do you know what a fiber optic cable is? Like stuff like that, man. If you if you kind of understand what that stuff is, you should be good, man. It, should, it shouldn't take you no more than two to three months, maybe two months of studying. Yeah, three months, man. Now, if you're fresh off the block and you don't know any of this stuff, and you try to go get your network plus, it might take you a little longer. But it's, anyways, it shouldn't take nobody longer than three months. That, that's my personal opinion. But that's assuming you dedicate about at least 30 minutes a day. But I understand life happens and everybody can't do that. But that's just under ideal conditions. Hopefully I answer some questions. I'm about to go. So anyways, techg at gmail. Type it in the chat in case y'all want to send me some stuff, man. Questions. Got certification. Copies of search you want to send me. Hit your boy up, man. I check my emails religiously around here. So techg at gmail. That's where it's going down at. Like I say, also go sign up for membership. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about it. Tell your babies about it. So we can get y'all edu educated out in these streets so y'all can go out there and get these jobs, man. And yes, eventually you go learn all this stuff. You too can be making over 100000 It's not hard, y'all. It's not hard. You know, yet the hardest part about IT is just taking these tests and studying them. Once you take your tests, you pass your cert, you go get your job, you know, you're pretty much done for the most part, unless you're trying to study for another test. You know what I mean? You're going to be on quote unquote chill status, <laughs> waiting for something to break, depending upon what your job is. I mean, well, I'm not going to say depending upon what your job is. In most instances, that's what you're doing. You're just sitting around waiting for something to break so that you can go out there, hit a couple buttons and look like the hero fixing somebody's problem. Right? But all you got to do is pass these tests. You pass these tests, $100,000 a year jobs await you in, in due time once you get that resume strong enough. And it doesn't take long for you to get that resume strong enough. You can get that, like I told you about the guy earlier, the dude earlier that's working on the military base. He started off at knowing absolutely diddly squat about IT about 18 months ago. He makes close to like $80,000, $85,000 a year right now. He's had like in the past 18 that going on 24 months, he's had about two or three different jobs. They were all like contract jobs. But every job that he took, um, he, 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 uh, he added to his resume. He was like, yeah, I worked on this. I did this. I did this. He, he fattened up his resume, threw his resume back out there. He qualified for another job with more money. Did that two or three times. Now he's in the position he's at. $85,000 in, he's only been working in tech like two years, coming up on two years. By this time next year, he'll probably be making over 100 grand if he ain't already doing it now. Y'all could do it too. 
All right. Anyways, I'm about to go. So uh, y'all be safe out in these streets. It's 930. I'm going to holler at y'all when I holler at y'all. Peace.